You want to die with a man's gone. Not a little CC gone like this. Welcome in, everyone, to another episode of the Fantasy Football Sage Podcast. How you doing today? Good, I hope. It's Tuesday, October 20th, waiver wire day. We're going to go shopping. I'm your host, Michael Fricano, dutifully getting you prepped for your Week 7 matchup with this highly insightful waiver wire show, I might add, Episode 28. I hope everyone fared well in their leagues this week. I did not all but two where I lost by four measly, stinking-ass points because Mike Kosicki dropped a goose egg on my team. He didn't catch either of his two targets, but both Adam Shaheen and Durham Smythe caught four-yard touchdowns? What the heck is that? To make it worse, I had a gnawing feeling leading up to kickoff to pick up Trey Burton, who had 58 yards and two TDs. I tell myself to go with my gut, and I still don't do it. Anyhow, that's the beauty of fantasy football. We're given so many choices to either succeed or fail. The good news is, for week six, is that we didn't have any season-ending injuries to running backs or any games canceled due to COVID, so I suppose we shouldn't complain all that much. So as I mentioned, this is our waiver wire show. I can't stress enough how important it is to stay on top of your waiver wires this season more than any other season given the influence of Corona. And I'm not just talking about one day out of the week, okay? Stay on top of it even after your waiver's clear in your league. I can't even tell you how many times I've snatched up a stud that was dropped because the previous owner was either frustrated or simply had to make room for the bye weeks. Speaking of which, teams on bye this week are the Ravens, Dolphins, Colts, and Vikings. So in this episode, We're going to cover some options to scoop up for players unavailable to you for week seven. But first, we're going to cover some player news. First up, we got Raheem Mostert running back for the San Francisco 49ers. Suffered a high ankle sprain during week six game and is going to be placed on injured reserve, according to head coach Kyle Shanahan. This means that Jarek McKinnon, Jeff Wilson, and Jamichael Hasty will probably all be seeing playing time while Mostert is out of the lineup. McKinnon, he's probably going to have the most value out of these three, and I would consider him a flex option. I'm not going to cover him in the waiver show, but I will go ahead and say check your waiver wires to see if he's out there. Chances are he's not. Um, if you recall, Raheem Mostert was out for a couple weeks with an injury. And Jarek McKinnon was a hot waiver wire ad a few weeks ago um, when, when Moster came back. Of course, a lot of people dropped McKinnon when they saw that his value was decreased. However, it's not going to hurt for you to look. Running back Miles Sanders of the Philadelphia Eagles went out of the game this weekend with a knee injury. He's not expected to play in week seven, but... We should check in on his status later in the week. Boston Scott will remain the running back if Sanders is not able to play, and we could probably consider him as a flex option. We will cover him in the waiver segment. Baltimore Ravens running back Mark Ingram does not have a significant ankle injury. According to head coach John Harbaugh, 
and he believes that Ingram has a chance to play in week eight versus the Steelers. They do have a bye week this week, so it does give them a little extra time to rest. However, I'm skeptical. I think that Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins are going to lead and have significant roles more upside than usual. Tennessee Titans tight end Janu Smith has a minor ankle sprain that will likely make him questionable for next week against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And that wraps it up for player news. Let's get into the week seven waiver wire segment. All right, we're going to start off at the quarterback position. Waiver wire options would be, I'd say, the top of my list for this week. He's 54% rostered, and that's Justin Herbert of the Los Angeles Charber, Charger Charbers. Herbert of the Charbers. Justin Herbert of the Los Angeles Chargers. His availability is limited in competitive leagues, meaning like 14, 16 team leagues. Uh, but he may have been dropped out of necessity with an unexpected buy in week six. He should be at the top of your options, regardless of matchup. But when you add in the fact that their opponent is Jacksonville, a bottom 10 passing team uh, defensively, I think he becomes an automatic start option. Next, I would probably suggest... Derek Carr of the Las Vegas Raiders. He's coming off of a bye, and Carr gets to face the Buccaneers defense. That I mean, they just made Aaron Rodgers look like a high school quarterback. Carr's been on a roll, throwing multiple touchdowns in each of the last four games. Uh, I think he's got a 10 touchdown to one interception rate. I think that's pretty damn good. Those are pretty solid numbers. I like Carr. He is only 23% rostered in leagues. Now, after last night's game, I'm kind of reluctant to say this, but Andy Dalton of the Dallas Cowboys, he's 32% rostered in leagues. Look, he sucked last night. All right. Absolutely got the whole team sucked. They looked atrocious against the Cardinals. However, I think he's going to be a high-end QB2 most weeks. He's just got way too many weapons. We've seen him we've seen him ball out. He's had his ups and downs. The red rifle, he's no slouch. I mean, honestly, in all the league, he's probably the most capable backup quarterback that's out there. I'm really speaking at the top of my head here. But anyhow, I like him as your third pickup for waiver wire quarterbacks. Moving on over to the running back position, as I mentioned earlier, you're going to want to check to see if Jarek McKinnon is out there. It's not likely as he's 67% rostered, but hey, what do we got? That's uh, 33% unrostered, so if you are part of that small percentage, definitely target him. Uh, Realistically, I would look towards Justin Jackson of the Los Angeles Chargers. When we saw him this weekend, he was getting more touches than Joshua Kelly. And he saw the key snaps in the fourth quarter and on passing downs. It's still likely to be a two-man committee, yes. But Jackson has a better rushing average and should have a higher floor based on his pass-catching ability. That's key, especially in PPR leagues. Duh. All right. Next, I would say Boston Scott of the Philadelphia Eagles. It looks like Miles Sanders. 
uh, is going to be out this Thursday. It's highly unlikely because they play Thursday night. I think RB1 status for Boston Scott, at least for one week. Also out, out there, I would look for uh, Dearness Johnson, Cleveland Browns. Um, oh, by the way, Boston Scott is 13% rostered. I didn't mention it because he's more than likely out there. But Dearness Johnson of the Cleveland Browns, you know, some people added him already after um, Nick Chubb went down and went on IR, and he's been massively disappointing. Yes. I mean, he was practically invisible in week six. He ran three times for three yards and dropped an easy uh, open screen pass. All right. It doesn't inspire confidence. I get it. However, I would still definitely handcuff him, especially with this looming groin problem that Kareem Hunt seems to be having. Um, he's someone to consider. Also, speaking of handcuffs, uh, I would definitely, Jeremy McNichols of the Tennessee Titans. Look, Derrick Henry is, he's a monster. However, you know, God forbid something should happen to him. I think McNichols slides into a, a great role. He's only 1% rostered. Um, he looks sharp in spare tire duty this week. He rushed five times for 51 yards. So he has no standalone value right now, but I would definitely consider him a waiver wire pickup if you have room on your roster to just, just kind of sit tight. He's kind of like a like a Chase Edmonds of sorts, if you will. You know, just sit there. He's going to have some value if something bad happens. Um, let's see. Let's go on to Gus Edwards of the Baltimore Ravens. He's only 3% rostered. They have a bye week. So you might be able to just sit on this one. But, you know, with an extra week to rest, maybe Mark Ingram comes out. I think it's unlikely. Um, let's go with Jamichael Hasty of the San Francisco 49ers. Um, Raheem Mostert, you know, he's going to be out for a little while. They placed him on IR. Now, I mentioned Jarek McKinnon's going to be the top dog. Uh, Jeff Wilson will probably be number two. But Jamichael Hasty, you know, it's obvious that Sam Fran, they like to run the ball. So I think Jamichael Hasty's worth a stash. All right, we're going to move over to the wide receiver position for waiver wire options. At the top of my list, I'm going to say Chase Claypool of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, I know. He's not available in your league, probably. See, if you were listening to the show last week and you took my advice, you picked him up. Um, if you didn't, well, you're not listening to my advice anyway, so you should probably just turn off the podcast. All right, so he's technically and quite inexplicably under half rostered across Yahoo leagues at 49%. So this kind of gives me an opportunity to expand on his involvement in the offense again. So in week six, Claypool tied the team in receptions with four. All right, he led the team in yardage at 74 yards. He was second in targets at four also. Now, I know, I know those aren't outstanding numbers, but when you add in a rushing touchdown, you have the makings of a pretty solid day considering the Steelers really didn't even need to pass throughout the second half. He's not just a must-add anywhere he's available. I think he's kind of coming into must-start territory. 
All right, next, you're going to want to look to see if Mike Williams of the Los Angeles Chargers is out there. He's only 45% rostered. You know, after a really quiet start to the season that included injuries and just underwhelming performance, uh, especially in week four where you got a zero for him, he came up huge in week five with 109 yards and two touchdowns. Yes, Keenan Allen is expected to be back for the up-and-coming matchup against the Jaguars. But in my opinion, there's going to be plenty of targets to go around and a favorable matchup to boot. Next up, we got Travis Fulgham of the Philadelphia Eagles. He's 31% rostered. You know, while Fulgham predictably didn't put up, you know, the type of game that he did last week, he came away with 75 yards on six catches. All right. So with Deshaun Jackson and Alshon Jeffrey still being hard to tell whether they're coming back or not, it seems to be that Fulgham is going to be the primary recipient of targets in Philly. Surprisingly, Tim Patrick of the Denver Broncos is only 10% owned. I don't get it. I mean, this is back-to-back 100-yard games for Patrick, who is easily outproducing first-round pick Jerry Judy. Now, he went for 113 yards in a pretty tough matchup, I would say, against the Patriots, while Judy only had 32. Look to see if he's out there. More than likely he is if you need some help. But before you do that, definitely look to see if my man Henry Ruggs III of the Las Vegas Raiders is out there. It seems he's only 47% rostered. All right. I just I think the dude's an extreme talent. Um, he can be added wherever you have or need wide receiver depth. Uh, he's just going to blow the top off of defenses. He's got so much speed. LaVisca Chenault, 46% rostered only of the Jacksonville Jaguars. That is, uh, you know, he's steady. He's got a predictable climb and target share. I like him. Obviously, you know, he's not the top dog over there as far as receivers go in Jacksonville. That would be Chark. But LaVisca Chenault, you know, they use him as a receiver, and he has some gadget rushing plays. So you get some of that increase in there. Russell Gage, 29% rostered only of the Atlanta Falcons. For the first time in four games, Gage caught more than two passes and went over 30 yards in in a game. All right. In fact, his 65-yard total in week six is more than the previous three games combined. Now, maybe the coaching change has something to do with that. I think that this matchup against the Detroit Lions is a favorable one, and we know that Matty Ice can sustain three wide receivers. He's done it. We've seen it. Now, this next one's a long shot, but Rashad Perryman of the New York Jets. I know. It hurts to watch this offense play. Trust me, I get it. But he's back and he looks good. All right? Even if it is hard to watch this team, okay? He looks good. Now, he finished second on the team in targets with eight behind Jameson Crowder, naturally. Jameson Crowder is going to get the lion's share of targets. However, I think once Sam Darnold returns, I think he's got some big playability. That's Brashard Perryman. He is only 8% rostered. Other waiver wire considerations would be Christian Kirk. See if he's out there. Last night's game showed us that he does have some speed. He is the number two on that high-powered offense. He is only 39% rostered. I would also look to see if Preston Williams of the Miami Dolphins, um, he's only 25% rostered. 
And as always, the tight end position is quite bleak. All right, but if you're in a pinch, I'll try to give you some suggestions. I got a couple here for you. Dalton Schultz, he's 55% owned. Yes, Dallas looked horrible last night, as we mentioned earlier. However, Dalton Schultz did get four, or he caught four out of five targets for 35 yards. It's not impressive, but it shows that he's going to get some volume from Andy Dalton. The two Daltons seem to share some kind of connection with one another. I'm not saying he's going to lead the team in targets every week. No, but if you're desperate uh, for a tight end to play, if you've got a tight end who's out on bye or injured this week, you could do worse than Dalton Schultz. Uh, next up, I would say Darren Fells of the Houston Texans. He's only 5% rostered. So with Jordan Akins being out the past two games, Fells has scored in each of those two games. He's also contributed 57 yards and 85 yards, respectively. So... I would definitely look for Darren Fells if you are looking for a tight end. For streaming defenses, I would definitely say the Philadelphia Eagles. They are only 30% rostered, and they see the Giants. So, I mean, fumbleitis Daniel Jones, let me get Philly all day. Cincinnati Bengals as well, they are playing Baker Mayfield and the Browns. Um, yeah, that's about it for streaming defenses. And that wraps up our show for today, the Week 7 Waiver Wires. You can find us, the Fantasy Football Sage podcast, on Spotify, Anchor, Twitter, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Radio Public, Overcast, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Like, subscribe, follow, do the things. Um, stay tuned for later in the week. We will have our starts and sits by matchup as well as some more player news. It's been real. It's been fun. Y'all have a good day. Snatch up those waiver wires. Love you, mean it. Peace. <laughs> this house is a fucking prison on planet bullshit. In the galaxy of this sucks camel dicks! Lake Titicaca. <laughs>